play a little trend as your friend, shall we? Let's find some trends that are our friends, guys. You know, PJ, you found these. Do you want to present them to us? Yeah, sure. I feel like you should since you're here and you did the work on this. Not a problem at all. So the trend is your friend. We've talked about this game a little bit earlier in the show. The Bucks, they are 110-1 against the spread in their last 12 games. They are 7.5-point favorites on the road this week against the Cardinals. Do you think they finally cover a spread this week in Arizona? Is the trend going to be your friend, guys, with the Tampa Bay Bucks this week? I don't think so. Why do I not think so? I'm not sure that Brady and the Bucks score 10 points. I don't think that that happens. Even, even though it's Trace McSorley and they're probably going to be sorely missing Colt McCoy. Ding the bell! There it is. <laughs> or, or Kyler Murray. Uh, this Cardinals defense is for real. Like, they've looked pretty good, especially in the last few weeks. Bucks offensively have looked abysmal. I could see I could see some Cardinals defensive scores, honestly. I would take the Cardinals plus 7.5 now that the number is up there. I think we saw it originally at 4.5. Trace McSorley rumors start to come out. It balloons to 7.5, and, and that's where that's where I stop. Trista, you bring up some great points about that Cardinals defense. But Trace McSorley is terrible. I don't know how they're going to score any points. If it was Colt McCoy, I would feel a lot different. You guys know my love for Colt McCoy. It's Trace freaking McSorley against Tom Brady. I know that offense has looked horrible for Tampa this year. I understand that this Tampa team looks like they all are ready to retire at this point. But sometimes I just go against any trend I've seen, and I look at simple matchups, quarterback play in the NFL, And how is that going to look with Trace McSorley knowing he's going up against Tom Brady? Don't think he's not thinking about that. Oh, my God, I'm going up and I'm playing against the Bucs and Tom Brady. He's not thinking all their offense is trash. This is going to be a and it's going to be an example of who has the better mental fortitude in this game. We know that it's Tom Brady. I as much as I've been down on the Bucs this year, I think the Bucs will cover in this game. And I think they will look like at least a respectable football team respectable football team. But that's not saying much because the Cardinals have given up on the season. What do you think, Peach? Yeah, that's tough, guys. I mean, seven and a half, like the Bucks, just, ugh. I don't know if I can lay seven and a half with that team on the road. But I really don't want to back Arizona either because like you guys said, McStorley stinks and that team has just quit on Cliff. Dare I say, too, are the Bucks maybe looking ahead to that game with Carolina next week? Like, that game's probably for the division. Carolina's yep. already beaten you. They beat you again. You don't have the tiebreaker anymore. So, But in all seriousness, will Tom Brady, and again, I know it's been a bad year, but it goes back to we talk about resumes and, and the history of what they've done. Will Tom Brady let that team look ahead? I just don't think so. Yeah. I don't. Fair. And I, I, I know they've been bad. I understand they're not what they, their offense even looked like last year. But these are one of those things where you just have to look. Just look at the surface. Don't don't overthink it. It For me, I look at that quarterback matchup alone and say this is a chance for Tampa to at least go out there and make this a respectable game and put themselves in a position to cover in this against an Arizona team that has Trace McSorley starting at quarterback. Tampa, by the way, this year, they haven't won a game by eight or more points since week two. Wow. They've been bad, man. Been a while. Again, I I don't don't feel comfortable about either one of these. I want to point that out. Like, I'm not not betting on this game whatsoever. That is a freaking stay away from me. Yeah, absolutely. But to just because I essentially have a gun to my head, PJ's got an imaginary gun to my head right now, so I have to pick one. So that's how I'll justify Tom Brady and the Bucs. All right, let's see how you feel about this one. Tua is 12 and four against the spread at home. In his career, does he cover the number this week against the Packers? Dolphins are four-point favorites. Four. 
four at the crib inside. Yes. It's it's because of the fact that it's at home. Yeah. It's because of the fact that you're not in Green Bay and he's not dealing with the cold weather situation again. And let's let's give him credit. Tua wasn't awesome. great. Hey, there was moments where there, there was were moments, there especially was some in the first half. He looked shaky at first, but he made up for it, and that yeah. offense really chugged along as the game went on. Running which game can, looked awesome. Yeah, and they're now I don't know what Jeff Wilson's status is. It'd be nice in fantasy for me if he was playing, but that's a whole other conversation. But they have the weapons to really give them, like, to help them turn things around in the middle of a game, right? Like we saw that you just you have to start getting get Tyreek Hill involved. You get Jalen Waddle involved. Those are two of the best receivers in the NFL. So, yeah, I like I like a bounce-back game here from Tua and Miami. Yeah, you look at what Green Bay Packers do really, really poorly, uh, defending the running backs, not only in motion, but just defending the run in general. We saw Cam Akers, who's been absolutely horrible all, se- all season long, have some of his best numbers against the Packers. So we thought that maybe the Packers defensively had cleared things up. And, yes, Tua obviously is going to look to throw the ball, but – the the pattern of what you want to do if you're the Dolphins is do what they did against the Bills, which is open up the run game first and foremost and then pass on play action. So I like Tua. I like Dolphins minus four. I hate to say it against Ryan, but but I do. You know, it's funny. Ryan, as we know, loves the Packers this weekend. Oh, I've never heard him talk about and that. Does he? Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. He does yeah. love the Packers. Yeah. And you know what's funny is he's the one who's always talking about how much Rodgers always struggles in the state of Florida. Yeah. And now he, like, loves the Packers I think this it's weekend. just him trying to be, I, I like, optimistic, so you know? Yeah, Dolphins have lost three straight, but in every home game the Tua has started, they have won this season, and they've covered all but one. So he's been very good at home. Four is a short number, guys. I, I, I think I would take Miami as well. I think I would take the home team. They win by a touchdown and last everybody talks about Kirk Cousins as the one o'clock king but don't sleep on Jared Goff in his career 27 and 13 against the spread in 1 p.m. games Eastern or earlier because of course he played all those Thanksgiving game with the Lions he has covered seven in a row this season and they are uh, favorites this weekend against the Carolina Panthers coming in with that winning streak that they're riding does he make it eight in a row Nick Ashu? against Carolina yes, this weekend. Yes, he does, because both those teams are kind of the hot teams that people are talking about. The difference is the Carolina Panthers are still 5-9, and nine, and you've got three straight wins now from the Detroit Lions, who are a 7-7 and seven team. They've given us more consistency to show a pattern of a team that's making a playoff push. Well, I understand we can say Carolina has an outside shot. They don't. Like they're in the hunt when you look at the standings. They're not in the hunt. They're 5-9. and nine. They're not... They're not they don't have the same trajectory and they don't have the same momentum right now that Detroit has. So, yes, I like that. I like what Jared Goff does in one o'clock windows. So give me the lines there. Yeah, I think I have to take the lines as well, especially under that key number of three. Right. Two and a half. Listen, I think it's going to be very difficult for Jared Goff against this Carolina defense, but I'm not sure if anyone can stop the Lions right now. And I never thought I would say that in my I, life. Like In a weird statement. Offensively, <laughs> they've looked really good. Like, they're running the ball effectively. Jared Goff is slinging the ball well. And he's finding Amon Ross St. Brown, who's been really good. You know, even losing Hawkinson to a trade hasn't really slowed them down. In fact, ever since the trade, they've gotten better, which is sort of crazy. Obviously, on a hot streak, trying to get into the playoffs. So, if they win this, they'll win, I think, by by covering the two and a half and, and winning by at least three. Mm-hmm. I'm with you guys. If I were to take Carolina, I would take it at three. Correct. And I'm leaning that way. You know what's funny about Detroit is, yes, they've been on this roll. They've been playing really well. But you look at some of these wins that they've had, and they really could have gone either way. Obviously, last week against the Jets could have gone either way. 
They beat Minnesota by 11, but Dalvin Cook fumbled in the red zone, really changed the entire game. So they've definitely been having some fortunate luck as of late. They're rolling right now. And Jared Goff, who didn't win any games on the road early in his career with the Lions, now all of a sudden can't lose on the road. This does feel like a three-point game, so I would take the three with Carolina. I think it's close. I I think At two and a half, do you take the Lions or do you buy the three? I would buy the three. I would buy the three with Carolina. It just feels like a field goal game, like last week against the Jets. So I would take Carolina at plus three. I think two and a half, though, which the number is currently at, I think golf uh, might cover the number yet again. We've had some weird statements about the NFL the last few weeks. Like, I'm thinking last week when you're going, the Jets and Lions playing for playoff positioning, and it's like, what is coming out of my mouth? What planet are we on right now? Tom Brady stinks. You know, like, we're just saying things. Tom Brady and the Bucs offense can't score. Brock Purdy can win a Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers absolutely (laughs) washed. And you're like, wow, this has been a weird year. It has been an insanely weird year in the NFL. Though I will say, PJ, you laugh at that. You know how I feel about Brock Purdy over Trey Lance right now. I think San Francisco has the best roster in football. And if Purdy plays well, they can win it all. Yeah. They can. And you know what? That's going to be a really great position for them to be in next year, isn't it? Because Jimmy Garoppolo will be gone at that point. He's going to leave knowing that. So now they they know they don't have to worry about bringing Garoppolo back. They don't have to pay that money. It's going to come down to Trey Lance or Brock Purdy competing for the starting job next season. If Purdy makes it to the Super Bowl, he's obviously the guy. Do you think if they make it to the NFC Championship, he's the starter? I think so still there, yes. I do. I think so. Depends on how he looks. I think there will be a quarterback competition still because I do want to see Brock Purdy come from behind in a game. And it's going to be difficult with the way their offense runs. But I would like to see what Brock Purdy looks like trying to bring a team back. Uh, but we may get that chance at some point here in the you know the playoffs, whatever the case is. 